What's up, family? You are tuned into Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. From KPFA Radio and the Pacifica Network, I'm your host, Kat Brooks. We are glad to welcome back to the the airwaves Amber Sherman, an organizer with Decarcerate Memphis and a member of Black Lives Matter Memphis. She's a native Memphian and a nationally known political strategist, activist, organizer, and host of her own podcast called The Law According to Amber. Good morning, Amber. Hey, Kate. How you holding up, sis? I'm okay. What is the climate in Memphis right now? Um, it's definitely I wouldn't say, I would definitely say, like, deep sorrow, but also this is probably the most, like, focused I've ever seen people in organizing and probably the most momentum I've ever seen in organizing. And so I am definitely hopeful that we can get the the tangible things that we're wanting. We're going to walk through those in a moment. Uh, Amber, when we had you on the show, the the video had not yet been released. A, a couple of things. One, how did you feel about, like, there being a countdown for folks to view this execution, almost like an album was getting ready to drop? Um, yeah, I feel like they used uh, a lot of tactics of fear-mongering to only make people more... Um, anxious um, and have more like uncertainty around it, which only fueled that uh, the reaction when it came to them like promoting it as a countdown. Almost like when white folks used to post flyers about lynching a black person and they always go watch it. Mm. Like that's what it felt like. Like they were making a spectacle of his death. Um, except the same way when I was at the funeral yesterday. It just feels like he's just continuing to be objectified the same way he was by those officers. And we're continuing to see, like, folks not acknowledging his humanity. And I feel like that's what, systemically, that's how they want to manufacture it anyways. Did you watch the video? And and if so, what was your reaction? No, I didn't watch the video. Um, I honestly feel like it does black folks a disservice. One, it just re-traumatizes us. Two, it tells a story that, you know, we can't be believed unless that's true. And that's one of the main reasons why black folks don't get justice now, because we aren't believed. Uh, and I believe black people, when they tell me something happened to them, I believe folks deserve, um, like, basic humanity. And that doesn't look like watching someone be turned into a martyr on the street. I'm glad you didn't watch it, Amber. I told my team and as many black folks as I could not to. It was like, we know what happened, mm-hmm. right? We know it's true. Uh, we don't need, we walk with trauma every single day. I had to watch it because I, I had to respond uh, to it. But I was I told my team, let me do it. And then I saw the video and then I called my daughter, you know, and pretty, uh, I don't know what the word is, and made her swear to me she wouldn't. Uh, watch it because I wasn't ready for her soul to be broken in in that way. You went to the funeral yesterday, Amber? Yeah. How was that? It was rough for me. I don't like to see like folks turn into a spectacle and that's what it felt like. Uh, we're just going to put on this big hoopla to you know act like we care when in reality, like, none of these people even live here. Most of them. Mm. Um, none of them even knew Tyree. 
It's just that let me go to make sure I show my face type of thing. And, and that's part the parts of like movement and activism that I don't like. Because um, I feel like you can, you can support a family and help. And I think that people should like reexamine how that looks. Well, then you're not going to mind the next thing I say then. Uh, I understand uh, Vice President Kamala Harris was there. And I just, you know, for our listeners and Amber, I don't know if you know this. She was the district attorney in San Francisco. And despite pleas from multiple families, she never prosecuted a single solitary cop. So for me to know that she went and then to hear her soundbite uh, was particularly uh, offensive. Yeah, um, I, I thought it was very interesting that she picked her head from under the dryer long enough to even hear about the story of Tyree and what happened to him, let alone <laughs> what I'm here. Oh, um, you all have had one demand met. That was the disbandment of the Scorpio, Scorpion unit, uh, the unit that murdered Tyree. Um Remind my folks about how long they've been on the street and what stories had been coming in about them for at least a year about the level of their brutality. Yeah, so they were, uh, they were started, like it's a year and a half, they were started in 2021. Um, and this isn't like the first time they brutally beat someone. It's literally just the first time someone died um, that we know about for right now. But there have been several people who have been beat by them, beaten brutally, had their cars taken. One of my friends had their car taken that wasn't even at the scene. They went to his house and took the car. Um, because they just have no, no like, actual rules and regulations. They're just given free range to do what they want. And they're a part of the multi-level gang unit. That's the, like, umbrella task force. And then under that is the organized crime unit and then the Scorpion unit which has been disbanded, but our main demand was for all of them to be disbanded because without all the men disbanded, they can just use those other task force to do the same brutalization they've been doing with the Scorpion Union. And had the community been ringing the alarm bell? Like, had you all been already talking about the Scorpion Unit, you know, before the murder of Tyree Nichols? Could could this have been, I mean, I know the answer. Could this have been prevented had they listened to you? Oh, it definitely could have been prevented. We've been ringing uh, the alarm bells for years, but specifically Decarcerate Memphis, which I'm a member of, um, met with the the city council public safety committee and did a presentation around pretextual traffic stops, which is what these task force are using. And they warned them very clearly that if they did not end these, someone was going to get killed because the disproportionate discrimination was so bad. I mean, over 80% of folks are African-American. They're, they're pulling over and fighting. So that doesn't count people who don't receive a citation. So we know that that's going to be even more because most of the people who don't receive a citation are also black, just like Tyree didn't receive a citation. He was just pulled over. And as the median income of a, a zip code goes down, the people within that zip code appear more in court. So specifically our poor um, and like lower income communities filled with black folks are the ones appearing the most in court, most of which the tickets get dismissed, but they have to go to court several times for that to happen. So it just puts a further financial hardship on them. Um, when we look at like individual data, black men were being um, cited 3.2 times more than white men and black women were being cited 4.7 times more than white women. All around the world, the same song. Uh, are there plans to attempt, I mean, I don't even know what it would look like, but what would accountability look like for the folks that ignored the alarm bell? 
I definitely think it looks like them passing these ordinances because most of them um, aren't up for re-election just yet. Um, that won't be for, some of them are up in October, but most of them aren't. And so that will look like passing all the ordinances that we're bringing forth, most most of which we have a lot of support for. We're still working on one other one, but um, I'm thinking that we're going to get all of them passed. And if not, we're going to take action accordingly because we're not going to let folks lie to our faces and tell us, you know, all we have to do is show up, make public comment, and they still not pass it. Walk us through the rest of your demands, please. Um, So the main demands uh, that we had was to release the body cam footage that has happened. That was a family demand. And the other one was just being in the scorpion unit. But the other demands are to um, permanently deactivate the MGU, which is the multi-level gang unit, and the organized crime unit to release the names and files of every person and every officer involved, so all the public personnel and all the officers that were on the scene, to release their names and files, to charge every person, every public personnel and officer that was on the scene. We know there was a a white officer there, Detective Preston Hemp Hill, who was the one who initially um, pulled Tyree over and tased him. He still hasn't been fired or charged with anything. Um, And everyone that was on that scene played a role in his murder. And they all need to be held accountable because although I'm an abolitionist, his family wants that. And I believe that we should always uplift the family demands. Um, the ordinances that we want passed are the Data Transparency Act, um, the end to pretextual traffic stops, as well as an end to task force in the city of Memphis. So there will be an ordinance to prohibit formation of any new task force in the city of Memphis, which are mostly funded by federal dollars. So it would give them, you know, a lot of money to move around to actually help our communities versus over-policing them. This Saturday is a National Day of Action for Tyree Nichols. What are y'all doing in Memphis? Um, So this Saturday we're going to have a protest at the State Courthouse downtown. It's at 140 Adams Avenue. It's one of the the largest civil courthouses that we have. Um, and we're going to hit the streets for Kyrie and make the demands known, make sure they know that we're not playing about these demands. Um, we couldn't get out in the streets as much as we wanted to this week because there's literally an ice storm, um, which I honestly feel like Tyree's head, Tyree's spirit has something to do with because the fact that there was an ice storm the night before his funeral, he said, y'all going to feel my wrath. Um, and so we're going to, Hit the streets on Saturday, but we've been doing phone zaps today to the city council and the county commission because we want these ordinances passed and both because we have a county and a city government here um, that have different jurisdictions over different uh, law enforcement. So the city handles the Memphis police and the county handles the sheriff department, um, like other uh, auxiliary groups. And so we've been doing that today. Folks have been calling since about 8 this morning here. It's about 10 now. So the calls about 8 this morning here. And we'll be calling all day long. Um, and then tomorrow we're going to be emailing them. We're going to be emailing them all day long. Um, we're asking specifically for confirmation that they're going to be voting for the ordinances. And if they don't respond, we're going to be calling them again. Um, and then we'll be in the streets on Saturday. And that's going to be a national day of action, like you mentioned. So folks will be out in the streets all throughout the country, some abroad. Um, and then we're going to have a Black Joy Space on Sunday. To oh, what's that going to look like? You know, just like a set at somebody's house, you know, some good food, uh-huh. some black, some uh-huh. good black food, you know, good <laughs> black history must playlist, <laughs> you know, just something to give folks a chance to rest because we literally have been at this for two weeks nonstop now. I haven't had a break at all. Um, most folks who are organ- in our core organizing group haven't had a break. So 
just to give people some time and, and provide like some healing space if they need that as well. Um, and then we'll be at those meetings. So Monday is the county commission meeting. We'll be giving people rides down there. Uh, the city council has a committee meeting. The decarcerated will be presenting in in the morning at 8 a.m. on Tuesday. And then a, a city council full meeting um, that evening at 3.30. So we'll be at that deep. Um, making sure that we get those ordinances passed. And it's just the first reading. So there's three readings that we have to go through, and we're going to pull up for all three. And Amber, I've, I've been owed you a text, but uh, here's my chance to tell you how we're standing in solidarity in Oakland and also let my listeners know that this Saturday at Little Bobby Hutton Park from 1 to 4, the Anti-Police Terror Project is going to host a skating session and healing village. Uh, Little Bobby Hutton Park is located at 1200 to 1248 16th Street in Oakland. Um, so come, come on out. We're going to, um, same thing, right? We're going to uh, have some joy and some healing uh, okay. for folks for the trauma. And we're, we'll be uplifting y'all's demand. Uh, we, you know, we are we are doing everything in our power to be in solidarity with y'all. Um, lockstep, right? You put out a call, we are going to answer. Um, we did have some conversations for a national campaign to get cops out of traffic stops. Have y'all been able to think about what that might look like in terms of a rollout are you hearing from other cities across the country i mean you've heard from us for sure but other cities across the country uh about their plans for for pushing uh legislation like that yeah we um we actually have been in talks with a few different groups i know philadelphia um passed like a driver equality uh law that would like in the city of philly that would um, kind of end potential traffic stops there. But some of the things that they have there, we don't have here in the South. So we're definitely sending like some model legislation around. Um, we also have some state legislation that's gonna come through. One of one of my favorites uh, is from Representative Justin Jones in Nashville, which would make it where if police were um, involved in a civil suit, the city would not pay the civil settlement. It would come out of the police budget. Um, and I think that that will definitely make an impact. Um, and they're also going to be pushing some similar pretextual stop language that would affect the whole state and not just the city of Memphis. But we definitely have been like communicating with different cities um, about a rollout like that because I know we're fresh in a legislative session right now. Because uh, I, I do political, I do political strategy, so I know that we're in the thick of it right now. So I'm going to be lobbying for those bills and lobbying for um, getting the legislation passed here and also helping folks in other places. If folks are listening that want to push uh, legislation inside of their cities and want to see um, your your draft legislation that folks can, uh, you know, draft theirs from, how do they get in touch with y'all? Um, they can email decarcerate at decarceratememphis at gmail.com um, or, like, hit us up on Facebook or Instagram. It's the same name and Twitter, decarcerate. And um, one of the main founders, Chelsea, is monitoring all of those and make sure she connects folks immediately so she'll see it. Since Tyree Nichols uh, was murdered, we've seen several other people murdered, including an amputee in Los Angeles. That video is mm -hmm. horrific. <sighs> Talk about the emotional impact of, the, of that. Like, for, for me, I just feel like it's just an avalanche. Like, right, we know that uh, law enforcement has murdered more people uh, since rebellions in response to the murder of George Floyd, not less. I, I feel like they're almost making, you know, trying to prove a point, right? Uh, this is how it's been. This is how it's always going to be. And, and daring us to say something about it. Yeah, and I think that we need to take on that dare because, Obviously, <laughs> they haven't seen this turned up enough. So 
maybe that means we need to turn it up a notch. And I'm always down to turn it up a notch. And I know folks will be doing that throughout this weekend and next week. So, I mean, they can keep trying it if they want to. But I think that um, the power of black folks and the power of folks in solidarity with us is strong. Uh, we're going to end police terror. Like, that's going to happen. It might not happen tomorrow, but it'll happen in a few months or it'll happen at the end of this year. It'll happen this summer, but it'll happen. What makes you think that? I mean, we talk about four hundred years of them killing us. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I, I want, I want, I want some of your hope. I want some of that fire because I've really been feeling. I mean, you know, we keep the work going, but I've been really feeling defeated. Yeah. If I'm not defeated, but depleted, I guess uh, is is yeah. the right word. I definitely feel the depletion. Like I, I, I have definitely been having low moments, but I think I remain hopeful when I see like the power of what we've done. Like when I consider the timeline of Tyree's case and how quickly we got things we were asking for, how applying the pressure was working. And I honestly think we're, we're due for a revolt. Uh, we had one in a minute. So, you know, maybe yeah. that's what they need to, to get things popping. You know, I'm always down to set it off. Um, but I think it's the small things. Like I, I learned that quickly in organizing. I got, I'm a baby organizer. I haven't been doing this for super long. Like I said all the time. But I have people around me who have, like, I've seen the organizing work that they've done and the longevity of it and how long it took, but it did happen. And sometimes you really can't beat the process. Like, sometimes I have to wait until that legislative session starts. Or sometimes I have to wait until they get through the investigative process to get what I want. But I'm seeing how once we have waited, we did get the things that we want. And so I do think that sometimes being able to sit in the need for patience um, has been helpful. And, like, recognizing that the longevity of the campaign doesn't always mean um, we won't win. It just means it might, it might take a little longer, but it'll happen. That's true. I mean, I've been doing this work explicitly for for 15 years, and I got to say, right, I never thought I'd see the day where we're having a national conversation about reimagining a national, despite, you know, despite the misinformation, disinformation campaign about defund, folks are still um, holding on to the the belief (laughs) that cops shouldn't be first responders to things like mental health crisis. And um, I'm I'm hopeful about uh, pulling cops out of traffic stops across the country. Amber Sherman, what have I not asked you the people need to know? Um, no, I don't think so. But I do want to thank you for your support. Like, this is my first time experiencing, like, an uprising. And so, like, there's been a lot of folks from all over, especially you, um, who have reached out and really offered support, even when I was like, no, I don't need it, even though I needed it. And so I really appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> Well, I'm going to keep doing it, whether you ask for it or not. We really appreciate all of your efforts, and the organizing just looks beautiful uh, from here. Amber Sherman, thank you so much for joining us. We will definitely have you back on the show sooner than later, and you and I will be in conversation very soon. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. That's it for this episode, family. You can find more information about topics and guests in this episode's show notes. Law and Disorder is produced at KPFA. That's listener-supported radio on the Pacifica Network. The show is produced by Jesse Strauss and hosted by me, Kat Brooks. Our theme music was composed by Steve Raskin of Fort Knox 5. If you like what you heard, please follow us on social media at Law and Dis, that's D-I-S, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Feel free to holler at us about something you heard or send us a show idea at lawanddisorder at kpfa.org. You can also find our content live at 8 a.m. weekdays on KPFA. That's 94.1 FM in the Bay Area. Our show and all of KPFA's programs are funded exclusively by you, the listener. And if you're in a position to support us, please donate today at kpfa.org. Take care of yourself and take care of each other. We all we got, fam.